Welcome to the Enlightenment Moment. In this podcast, we will discuss all matters and channels of personal development. Our goal in life is to increase our level of awareness and continuously raise our consciousness to obtain self-mastery. Welcome back, everybody, to this episode of the Enlightenment Moment podcast. I am honored to have another guest on today, and I'm going to let my guest introduce himself, and then we're going to jump right into this episode. Hey, Aaron, it's a blessing and such a pleasure to be here and connect with you. My name is Jalen Holmes, and I am a health consultant, and I also create conscious, I'm a conscious content creator as well. And I am a newly published author. So that's the trifecta right there. I'm very passionate about self-healing capabilities and utilizing ancestral and ancient modalities to just maximize our genetic potential and to achieve our fullest potential that we can. And I have utilized um, several powerful healing techniques and daily health practices over the years. And I know it's a part of my mission to help spread that awareness to enhance the health of humanity. And I'm also very passionate about our environment and doing everything that I can to enhance the cleanliness of our planet. That's awesome. And I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to have you on the show uh, and giving us a little bit of your time and your wisdom to just uplift people and bring a little bit more enlightenment to certain health subjects. Because again, you said you're a health consultant. So we're gonna dive deep into that. And for some of my listeners who have listened to my podcast from the very start, uh, you may know the last name Holmes because we had his uncle on who I do a lot of work with, Sifu Lester Holmes. Uh, So I am, honored to have met his nephew and connect with his nephew and then now you guys are going to be able to connect with him on a whole nother level uh one of my very first question you talked about your book so would you like to tell us a little bit about what your book is what you what you talk about in your book yeah absolutely the first thing i could say about my book it is it is truly an illustration of my life and the most pertinent moments that I lived through. And to briefly depict and illustrate my book, it it really much talks about an awakening moment in my life where I truly awakened to a lot of the truths and the realities of the human existence. And in regards to my book, a lot of it pertains to physical, mental, and spiritual health. And I illustrate a specific moment in my life where I developed an autoimmune disease, which is known as alopecia areata. And it was an undescribable time in my life because I was young, I was 20 years old. And for the viewers that aren't aware, Um, alopecia areata, it is the manifestation of extreme hair loss. It's hair loss that comes out in patches and it's extremely noticeable. 
Um, and for me, it was a frightening, it was a frightening thing to see and extremely surprising um, at my age. It, it totally came out of nowhere at a time in my life where I wasn't thinking anything like that could ever happen to me. And it's just, I put, I try to put into words um, that experience um, of the development of such a catastrophic disease. And then my moments of living with that and the, the skills and the abilities that I had to develop, the mental skills I had to, to develop to work through that and eventually gain the desire to investigate um, and look into my health ailment at the time. And I went hard, I went, I dived deep into research and it was um, very, very um, strong desired research. I could put it, I could say it like that. I was just so obsessed with doing any and everything that I could to possibly heal my body and to analyze all the environmental factors um, and to just really dive deep into self-recollection and to look at my life um, and to just try to find all the culprits and analyze to see what could have potentially caused my development of alopecia. Um, so yeah, I talk about that in my book. And then I also talk about um, the years of research that I, that I um, endeavored on. And I try to point out to the readers very powerful, everlastingly beneficial, specific solutions that I personally implemented into my life. And I go into detail to explain the several things um, in my lifestyle that were the causes of the, my development of alopecia. And I also, I also provide the specific solutions that I personally implemented in there. It's extremely powerful. I know that there are books out there that people can deem as truly life-changing. And I am completely convicted that my book is, is one of those books that will, has the potential and the power to truly change lives. And my book has been out for a little over a month and I, I have received close to a hundred, over a hundred of personal messages from people that have been touched and changed and highly impacted by the information and knowledge that's contained in my book. So it's hard to put into words um, my experiences. So my book is truly the best I could have done to put my experience into words. But there's just so much value in my book and I know that people will gain a lot of knowledge and wisdom. Um, and anybody that is um, looking, that is searching to for, for solutions and protocols to uplift their, their health on every aspect, I know my book will be a great lifelong resource to them and for their loved ones. Yeah, it's almost like when people like you and I or just anybody goes on a journey of self-discovery uh, and self-healing and things of that nature, um, the things that we gain from those is what we can really impart on other people. 
And I say this all the time. I said this many a times on this podcast and, and just talking to other people, having book smarts and having knowledge of just information. Like you said, you gather information, you were seeking information. That's one thing. But once you start to implement it in your life and have an actual life experience where you can let somebody know how it helped you, uh, where you were, where your starting point was and where you are now, like the journey to uh, bring people along on that journey is just an amazing process. And it's more impactful and more powerful than just telling somebody, I read a book and this is how you can cure alopecia if you never had it before. But since you had it, you're able to be like, I had alopecia. I did a self discovery, self journey. And this is the way that I went. And nobody's journey is the same, but it's a roadmap that you can actually lay out and say, this is what I did. This is the information that I found. And of course you want people to do their own research, but also people are looking for other people that have been in that experience or been in their shoes, quote unquote, and you have been there and you have been able to overcome it. But one, one question I have is like, why? And I know you were at a young age in your twenties, like, you know, everybody wants to look good and you don't want the issue of hair loss uh and me being bald <laughs> and it, it wasn't because of alopecia but what was it that was so important that you went on this journey that you felt like that you had to overcome this and also impart the wisdom to other people to overcome it as well that's a great question and i've been thinking about um i've been thinking about our conversation our potential conversation and i had the thought of my belief that our souls, like we're spiritual beings. And I personally have the belief that before we come, before we come to this earth and before we're here in this physical realm, I believe that our souls have a general blueprint, um, like what we can expect. And it kind of has to revolve around destiny and life purpose. Those are just some thoughts that I have had. And I truly believe that the events that I lived with were, were, I don't know if they were truly destiny, but I kind of feel like I was destined to experience that. And, I, and when I was going through that and defeating my disease, I really realized that this is a part of my purpose. So yeah, the fact that I was, I was 20 years old and, uh, I had really long hair. I had I had dread, I had locks for several years, and when I lost my locks, it was very it was traumatic to say the least. But the thing that really stood out to me more than the super superficial, more than the visual side of it, was that I was I was pretty much worried and concerned about my internal health because I was, I realized, and the more that I researched this, the more realization I've had is that my physical health was suffering and my hair loss was a manifestation of my, my suboptimal physical health. And that's the thing that really worried me the most was the state of my internal health and the fact that hair loss was just a byproduct of that. So I was really worried about what was going on inside of my body at the time. And 
that along with the physical appearance was all the fuel and fire that I personally needed to dive as deep as possible and to allocate as many hours into research as possible and self-experimentation. And ultimately, I believe that desire to go out and utilize self-healing um, protocols, I, I, I truly believe that it ultimately, it really comes from self-love. And this is something that I've noticed in people in my community, people I've grown up with, people I see, is that the art and the realization of self-love is just so valuable. And having that love for yourself, and I, I had that love for myself at the time, that was really um, major fuel that, that guided me and pushed me towards my journey of, of transformation. So I just value self-love. Um, I truly acknowledge the potential of destiny, my life purpose, and my strong desire to have the, the healthiest state of internal health. One of the things that I, I always keep in mind because I'm, I'm always optimistic about any and everything that happens, no matter if it's positive, negative, I always get to assign what I feel like this experience in my life is, uh, no matter what it is. Um, but I feel like we go through things in life in order to overcome it and then in order to help other people overcome it so the things that you went through in life right now you were able to produce a book from it and help people across the world and I do believe that your book is going to help people across the world a lot of people um, may not even understand what alopecia is and just because of this book, just because of the research that you did, and just because of you putting it out there as much as you are, um, it's going to impact and help a lot of people. And then that may even be able to help people that they know that may have uh, came across uh, alopecia and didn't know exactly what it was. So I do think that our experiences in life are linked to other people and they are we do go through certain things for a reason. We just have to, sometimes when we're in it, when you're in a maze, you don't know how to get out the maze. You don't know the purpose of going through this maze. Um, and that's the same thing with situations. We may be in situations, we may not even understand why we're in this situation. But when you come out on the other side of it and you become a better person, a more evolved of yourself, uh, you're able to, display what you learned. Hopefully you learned something through that experience uh, because not everybody learns it. And then that's when things get repeated. That's when you go through the same situations. A lot of people, especially like in relationships, I don't want to get off topic, but when people go through the same relationships or the same friendships and it's like, I don't understand why I keep attracting these people in my life. And it's like, for these situations. And it's like, because you're not learning the lesson that you're meant to learn. In, in exactly. So yeah, like, uh, again, it was traumatic for you, but you were able to overcome it. And now you're making yourself a better person, a better individual, and you're helping others through that experience. So um, how long was this journey that you went on 
um, battling the, the illness that you had? Yeah, so I developed alopecia. It was late 2013. So it was like the winter of 2013. And the thing about my personal experience is that the hair loss was so was so potent and abrupt. It happened very quickly. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm thinking about it. I, I think about it. I reminisce about certain things uh, frequently, but I'm thinking about it now and it just how, how fast it happened and how much hair I lost. Because like I mentioned, I had locks. So the fact that I had locks, I was able to hide it temporarily. And I was just not, I was just not believing what was going on, what was happening to my life. And I didn't want to accept what I was seeing. And I didn't want to scare my family. Um, things like that. I was worried about a lot of, a lot of situations like that. Um, not scaring people. And yeah, the, the development of my alopecia happened so fast. And right where right when I was able to get out of that why me like victim mindset, that was when I started my research investigations and my, my moments of deep self-recollection to analyze every aspect of my internal world, um, my external environments. And when I went on that researching quest, I gathered research over, I gathered so much research, so much powerful research um, over the course of about three months. And I implemented, I implemented all of the specific protocols and daily habits immediately once I obtained that knowledge. And once I use, I, when, when we go and look at research, you have to have a strong sense of discernment and intuition. And I, I really truly feel that I was divinely led to specific information um, at a specific time frame. But like I said, once I learned something and it felt good in my heart and I agreed with it, I tried it. And most of the things that I tried, they had a great benefit on my entire body. And so 2014 is when I started implementing these practices into my life. And I started getting positive results around it was the fall of 2014. So that's like roughly six, seven months of time, uh, of time of where I had implemented the habits in the protocols from my research. So over the course of six or seven months, I noticed that there was no more progression in my, my state of hair loss. There was no more progression. And towards the end of 2014, so it was ultimately less than a year, I started noticing my bald patches starting to feel, starting to fill in, started to feel the new growth. And I can't even describe just how I was just put on a whole nother level of existence, whole nother level of consciousness when I started reaping the benefits of all of my healthier actions, all of the specific things, all the specific adjustments that I made on a daily basis. But yeah, it was less than a year. I started noticing that my hair was growing back, 
And then at the end of 2014, early 2015, all my hair filled in and it was healthy and strong. And again, that's about a year's time. But yeah, I manifested a fully healthy state of hair. And at that point, I knew that I, com I completely healed myself naturally using all natural methods, all organic methods. So yeah, the time frame was a, a little less than a year to known as great progress and like full manifestation, full manifestation of great health after about a year. All right, I'm not, I'm not gonna ask you about the routines and, and the things that you implemented because I want people to actually buy your book and, and look into this information. I don't want you to give out all your information just on this podcast. Because again, uh, like you said, the information is very impactful and it's going to help a lot of people. But I do uh, want to honor that you have a book out and I do want people to, to get your book and reap those benefits. Uh, one thing that you touched on was the mental skill developments that you had to implement in order to overcome this. Because a lot of people feel like that everything is physical. And I think everything for me, I came to the realization that everything starts internally. Everything starts with your mentality, the mentality that you have. Like you said, when it first started, you had that victimhood mentality and that is never good. A lot of people are stuck in a victimhood mentality and don't even know it. They don't even understand what a victimhood mentality is. Um, but what was at least one of the, the mental skill development um, attributes that you had to acquire to start to overcome this? Yeah, another awesome question. And when when you were saying what you just said, I just I just a thought came to my mind, like as above, so below. And I agree with you so much, 100 percent that our internal world is reflect is ref directly reflected externally. And one one thing I believe that was a major factor was. Prior to my development of alopecia, I was a high level athlete. I played football. And the fact that I played football is such a high demanding sport that requires so much effort and discipline. And it's all, it's, it's well, as a, an athlete, being an athlete, especially football, it does require great physical effort and strength. But it's really, it, it's really comes from also your level of mental strength and self-discipline because it's very it is mental when you're doing those excruciating physical activities you have to be strong mentally and I believe that by the time I developed alopecia my mind was I had pretty much strong self-discipline mentally and I've been through some tough physical things prior to that and I believe that that really did help me um, have mental strength. But one thing that I believe that was even more powerful that helped me helped me become really self-loving and gain my power back and not fall victim, it was when I discovered what is called the science of epigenetics. And the science of epigenetics, it studies how our internal thoughts, um, the state of our external environment affect how our genes express 
So epigenetics was when I when I came across epigenetics, it was such an awakening moment. It was like um, a moment of extreme enlightenment because I went from thinking uh, thinking that disease human disease development is caused by random factors and it's and it's pretty much all genetic you just blame your genetics on disease and disease development just happens randomly i i i live most of my life thinking that but when i studied epigenetics i realized that our health is really much determined on our internal environment and our direct living environments, the state of our direct, the cleanliness and the state of our direct living environments have the predominant effect on how our DNA and how our genes express themselves. So when I learned that, I was like, nah, I didn't get this. I didn't develop alopecia randomly. This didn't happen to me. I, I knew that I had to identify the specific reasons for my development of alopecia. And the study of epigenetics really shined that light on this whole thing for me. And I was able to realize that we're not victims to disease. And we, the things that we do in the, in the people that we allow around us in our environment is what causes or what can result in great health, or it can result in, develop, in the development of disease. So as humans, we have the power, we have the control to dictate our physical, mental, and spiritual health. We are not victims, we're not victims to, to disease. Nothing happens by, ran, by chance, it's not random. And the study of epigenetics is just truly powerful and it has the power to uplift humanity once that, that knowledge and wisdom is ingrained in our consciousness. And that was just, I'm so grateful for that experience and that, um, that gain of knowledge in my life at that time. And I know that, that, that moment will ben has benefited me forever and it will always benefit me for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I, I was thinking about, I, I was thinking about a lot. Sometimes I go down a rabbit hole with my thoughts. Uh, so I was trying to stay present as you were talking, but um, having a conversation, even with like the older generation and at least on like my mom's side of the family, it was like, oh, everybody gets diabetes. Everybody's had has high blood pressure. That's just the way we are. And it's like, you don't, you're, nece you're not necessarily that way. You have, your genes have the potential to be that way. But if you follow in the footsteps or traditions of what your family has been doing, then yes, you're going to get the same diseases and same ailments that your family has been having because your genes have the potential to express themselves that way. So if you're eating the same way and you're ingesting the same things and you're smoking and, and you're in the same environment, stressful environment or any type of negative environment, then yes, your genes are still going to express themselves in a way that your mother did or your father did. And it's just um, the hard part about that is explaining that to like an older generation and trying to break, quote unquote, uh, how people would say generational curses or just break generational patterns and, and things of that nature. Because uh, if you change the way you eat, if you change your diet, if you change your exercise habits, if you change the your stress levels, 
if you learn how to decompress yourself mentally, spiritually, physically, then you will not have all those ailments that your your family lineage has had for so many years. Um, so you studying that and you understanding that is very impactful just to enlighten yourself and again impart that that wisdom onto other people. And one thing that I'm sure that you came to understand the more knowledge that you acquire, um, the only thing that you can do and the only thing that you're capable of doing is spreading the knowledge. Who holds on to that and who implements it in their life really isn't up to you. It isn't up to me. Uh, it's up to that individual. Uh, because again, you went and found the knowledge. It was out there for any and everybody, but you wanted to better yourself. So you went and found that information. Uh, and, exactly. It's so powerful. Yeah. And like you spread information. Uh, so many people out there that spread information, but who um, who that resonates with is not up to you. Uh, but your job, one of your jobs, if you choose to accept it, is to just spread the knowledge that you acquire over the years. Uh, and I, I didn't know that you played football. That's awesome. I, I actually I played football as well. Uh, and I was in martial arts. And that was one of the reasons when I come up against uh, any issues in life that I'm able to be mentally strong, that I'm able to be disciplined, uh, just going through that. Exactly, life. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> having, that, having that background and it's like um, being able to stay disciplined in certain situations is like because I, I played in sports or I endured certain things that helped me be mentally strong. And then you just learn to transition that into other aspects of your life, not just in sports. Exactly. That is, that is, that hits the nail on the head. And I completely, we resonate on, on that level a hundred percent and people that are able to have that self-discipline at that high level, it just, it just transfers to all aspects of life. And my, my career of being a health consultant, I've consulted with so many people that their level of self-discipline and self-love, it just varies so greatly between each individual. And I try, I do my best to articulate the fact that the healthful practices that I advocate for, they really don't require the word discipline because most, if not all of the protocols and habits that I educate on, they're actually very pleasurable because when you notice in nature, when you do things according to natural law, most of those activities feel great, like going outside and breathing fresh air, it's very pleasurable. Getting sunlight, it's very pleasurable. Eating healthy foods, they taste amazing. Doing and taking advantage of healthy forms of exercise feels great. So I'm confident to say that the majority, if not all, of the protocols and habits that I advocate for, they're actually very pleasurable. And it's just about having as many people as possible become aware of these truly hev heavenly lifestyle um, habits to take advantage of. Because everything that I learned Truly, most of it, like I said, it, it just feels amazing. And you know that you're getting rewarded by nature and your body is loving the specific 
things that you're doing on a daily basis. Right. So uh, talking about uh, you being a health consultant, did that start when you went on your journey um, to cure yourself? Or is that something that uh, was implemented after or before that journey that you went through? Yeah, I, I um, started that business relatively very soon after I, be, I, I gained total conviction of my complete healing. Because at that time, I was experiencing such profound daily advancements in my physical health. And like you said, once we come out of the experiences that we're, we're able to come out of, a big part of that is to share uh, with humanity. And I was, my soul and my intuition was just so on fire at that time. Like I just got out of a, a, a moment of healing myself from a crazy disease that I never thought I would ever have. And I was able to grow all my hair back, something that I was praying about like almost every night and all the nights of, all the nights of, of highly negative emotions, crying, fear, um, all those negative vibrations to come out of that and to, to realize and feel firsthand a lot of that, that just truly, that feeling of accomplishment and that reward of seeing my hair being healthy again and not having that feeling of being scared for my health. I actually had the opposite. I was actually feeling extremely confident in my health. I was just feeling really good internally. And I was at a time where I gained all this knowledge, this specific knowledge that had direct immediate impact on me. And I'm looking out into our world, I'm seeing hundreds of millions of people suffering and hundreds of million people living in a suboptimal state of health. And I know that all these people would benefit so dramatically if they were aware of these several daily practices and lifestyle adjustments and changes. So, and it all plays into the fact that I truly believe that I was, this is part of my purpose and mission as a man on this earth to share my story with as many people as possible and to help with healing because our physical health is truly top, it should be everyone's top priority. Like our body, our physical bodies is all we have. And the gift of health is a gift that will, keeps on giving. And it's a gift that you could share with everybody you love. And I just wanna see humanity realize their ultimate health potential. So yeah, that, my founding of my health uh, consultation business, it was just it was just birthed truly out of my heart and my personal experience. And I'm I'm very um, good and skillful with one on with people one on one. I'm highly in tune. I'm em, em, empath empathic, um, and I can relate to so many people. And I, I believe that I truly have a gift in that way. And I've had a lot of life-changing interactions with a lot of clients over the years. And it's just been truly blessing. It's been highly rewarding 
to see people's health just completely upgraded and enhanced. It truly is a beautiful thing to help people in that way. Yeah, a couple of things that you touched on. One of, one of my good friends that I had on, on the podcast uh, earlier uh, last year, he talked about um, just talking to your, your cells, talking to yourself, because your cells react to your emotions, your cells react to how you feel, the things you think. So if you're always in a negative mind state, it will start to, over a course of time, it will start to manifest in your body, such as illnesses and things of that nature. So just staying in a positive mindset uh, and uplifting yourself um, because, you know, you said you were down, you were stressed out uh, about the situation. But once you come out of that and you start to have a more positive mindset, your cells and your body starts to react to that more positivity, that more uh, uplifting vibration that you have within yourself. Uh, and another thing that I also talk about is like our body, we're, we're spiritual beings. And this vessel is like our temple. We have to upkeep this because this is with getting our, our spiritual selves around on this. Exactly. Earth. So, you know, for us not to um, take care of this, the way we take care of our spirits just doesn't make any sense. It's like having a house that looks amazing on the inside but the foundation is falling apart. You don't got no windows and the porch is, is crumbling. It doesn't make any sense because it's not going to last long or vice versa to have a nice outside of a house. Some people have amazing bodies because they work so hard, but they don't do internal work. They don't work on their, their spirit. They don't work on their, their self-confidence. They don't work on their mentality. So a lot of, and unfortunately, a lot of athletes are that way. They have amazing bodies because they push themselves so hard but they push themselves to be hard outside, not necessarily inside. They don't have that mental toughness. They don't have that uplifting spirit for humanity to um, bring along their brothers and sisters to be better men and individually. Uh, they focus so much on themselves that they just build themselves up and, and don't worry about anybody else. Um, so that's amazing. And I'm glad that you were able to start um, your business, start helping people. And I understand like a lot of people may get mad or look at it in a negative way because uh, you started a business off of it. Um, but if this is something that you, again, want to do full time and help as many people as possible, then I do think that people should be compensated for certain things such as that um, and getting people that really want to better themselves because I am, I am a personal development life coach. Uh, and in the beginning, I wasn't charging people for it. I was just helping as many people as possible, which I still do help as many people as possible. And I don't turn people away because you, know, you can't pay me to do it. But at the same time, it's like, you're using your time, energy, and knowledge, and sometimes pouring it into people who just wanna hear you talk. They don't actually implement the things that you ask them to do or the things that you tell them to do. Um, and then that takes away from people who really are looking to be helped in uh, progression of their life. Right, exactly. That's a major point. And I just know that when somebody truly wants to enhance their health, they are going to make an investment. And when anybody makes an investment, 
it's, it's just such a benefit to them because they value that investment. And this is so crucial, specifically when it comes to personal development, self-help or health coaching, because me as a consultant, I want my client to truly value the knowledge and wisdom that's going to be obtained and integrated into their entire being. And people, all of my clients, I know that they, they happily, they, they, they love um, investing, making that investment because they value it. And it, it gives them that great feeling of accomplishment. And at the end of the day, it, com- it really comes down to value, valuing and wanting to implement the knowledge and wisdom in the most efficient, beneficial way possible. So I know that I'm doing my clients a favor by requiring an appropriate investment. And it's a direct, it's a direct energy exchange. Cause like you said, I'm giving, I'm offering all the years that I invested, that I personally invested into research and self-experimentation. Because over the years, the majority of the protocols and practices that I implement, the majority of them had a direct benefit, direct beneficial response in my body. But there was a handful of things that gave me negative um, reactions and I reacted poorly to. So it's just a truly valuable years of research and self-experimentation because going through and learning and making mistakes and knowing which, which protocols are unhelpful and which ones are extremely beneficial and just having those years of self-experimentation and consulting with clients and seeing results from, from their specific lifestyle and learning from their specific health journeys. It's just so much infinite value in providing truly beneficial, effective consultations, whether that's personal development, self-develop, teaching anybody to do anything that's of value is truly priceless. And at the end of the day, you really want that person to value it. And we all make investments on things that we deem as valuable. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful exchange. It's a beautiful energy energy exchange. Yeah, that's well said. Uh, we talked a little bit about disease or dis-ease inside of the body. And a lot of people wait until they actually have this disease uh, to start to turn their life around and implement things in their life. Uh, when in actuality, prevention would be a lot easier for the person and a lot easier uh, to overcome things when you have a preventative lifestyle. So what is one way, one or two ways that you would say is um, a way that they can present uh, a one way or two ways that they can prevent disease within the body? Right, prevention is, is key because the longer a person is in a diseased state, the more effort 
in the more time that's going to take for them to revert and heal. So everybody watching this video right now, take this as a, as a life-changing reminder to take full control of your health right now in this very moment. Don't waste, don't waste another second of your life. But one thing that is huge for humanity to become conscious of and something that I personally believe in is to look at physical disease symptoms and to look at health ailments as a wake-up call and a sign. Don't attach so much negativity to your symptoms. Look at it as your body's way of showing you to bring your attention to something in your life, whether that's a physical stressor, whether that's a chemical stressor or an emotional stressor. Symptoms are truly designed to increase your awareness and bring your attention to potential solutions. And I, I really believe that bodily symptoms are created for our body's desire to live optimally. And I think it's, it was a major thing for me to not perceive my symptoms as so negative and to look at it, oh, this is, this is a way for my body to show me um, how to heal. So I feel like that's a consciousness um, change. And, and I believe become also becoming aware that the development of disease truly stems from chronic levels of stress. And stress, the, the definition of stress, there's so many different ways to determine and define stress. But I, I look at internal emotional stress and the overexertion of physical stress and becoming aware of environmental toxins and the stress of our living environments is so crucial to becoming skillful in our self-healing capabilities. So one thing is just to, to look at symptoms as a wake-up call and to, to take the initiative to take your health into your own hands and to implement stress, to implement highly effective stress management practices into your life because stress truly is a killer. But there's solutions. There are solutions to all of the stressors that life can throw at us. And it's just become, becoming knowledgeable and educated on all of the solutions because they are there are truly heavenly life-changing solutions for, for us, um, for, for humanity. So I'm gonna just take this time to plug myself because uh, <laughs> stress management is one of the things that I, I like to work on. I, I like to, I have two programs that help with stress and anxiety um, because I do feel like that that is something that people ignore. They don't even understand how much stress we hold on to, how anxious we get, social, social anxiety in uh, work anxiety, even home life, uh, we get anxious in those situations and that causes stress response and holding on to stress for long periods of time creates disease within the body.
Uh, so again, I got I have a course up on Udemy.com. It's called Breathwork is the Best Work. It's three foundational breathworks uh, that help you release the stress and anxiety. And I also do a meditation, a visual visualization meditation at the end of that course to help you relieve stress and anxiety. And I have a 21-day tuning in, tapping out course that uh, helps you relieve stress and anxiety in your life. And that course is something that's going to lead into this next question, which is good, um, where you do tapping, where you tap on acupressure points, not acupuncture points, acupressure points to relieve stress and anxiety. Uh, and I also couple that with meditation to help you release the stress and anxiety in your life. So I'm glad that you said that about stress, because that let me plug myself in there. But as well as um, I seen you talking about uh, acupressure points before, and I wanted to ask you about that a little bit. Uh, you were talking about, I believe it was rolling on the ball with the on your foot, which I do. I actually do that. And I have, um, I don't have them with me, but I have sandals that have acupressure uh, things and you walk on it uh, and it, it accesses the acupressure points in your foot. So uh, tell us a little bit about what you know about acupressure uh, points. So acupressure is a topic, um, is a healing art that I haven't fully dived deep in. I haven't studied and researched that healing art in the highest degree. I, 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 I'm somewhat knowledgeable in it, and I know the value of stimulating certain points in the body and I specifically, I know the extreme value of stimulating the meridians in our feet, in our hands. And I have been utilizing this simple practice of foot massage and foot reflexology um, for about two years. So this was, this was a technique that was, was something that I came across um, not too long ago, about a couple of years ago. And I just know how powerful it is for the whole body because every organ in our system is connected to our feet um, and our hands. And they're high, they're high energetic points in our bodies. And this is another healing art that I really want as many people to, to take advantage of as possible because it's, it's one of those special techniques that provide an immediate and beneficial effect. There's not, there's not too many um, protocols that provide immediate benefit, but when it comes to acupressure, um, that's something that does provide an immediate benefit. And it's, it's, it's amazing because most people might not even believe that it helps your detoxification pathways. It helps your body move lymphatic waste out of your body. Um, and it greatly improves blood circulation. And it also helps balance our nervous system because the act of massage and self-massage is very relaxing. Um, so that's something I'm, I'm very passionate about personally because that's something I do on a daily basis for myself. And I do, I do like you mentioned, I do have a foot reflexology massage ball. Um, and that's just a beautiful investment um, that's a very quick thing that everybody can utilize pretty much right away. Yeah, definitely. And, um, so as far as that, like I started out doing the foot massage with the ball as well. 
And the crazy thing is, I'm gonna let everybody know if they do it, even if you can't, if you don't want to get the foot uh, reflexology ball, just get a tennis ball or a baseball, whatever you want to get. I, I use a tennis ball for my feet. I use um, a softball for like my neck and my shoulders because it's a little more, it, it has less give in it and I could get the knots out and, and work on it that way. But even with the tennis ball, I want to let everybody know if they do it, it's going to hurt. And But when you're done doing it, it's going to be amazing. It makes you feel like that you're floating. Like once you're done, like being able to roll the ball over your foot in every different angle and you get to decide how much pressure you want to use. And when you're done, uh, you'll reap the benefits of it. Um, the acupressure, the other acupressure points that I use when I do my uh, 21 day tuning in and tapping out program is the acupressure points on the hand and on the face and on the chest on the side of your body. And that also accesses the meridian lines and releases the toxins. It releases stress. It releases anxiety. Uh, so so many benefits to it. And again, I'm still studying it myself. Uh, but tapping is a real thing. Tapping on those meridian lines where sometimes when you go to acupuncture places, uh, they access meridian lines within your body to release the toxins uh, and things of that nature. But acupressure is just touching the, the meridian lines instead of actually uh, sticking needles within your body. Because a lot of people do have a fear of needles uh, or they just don't want to get stuck with needles. I, I have done acupressure, I mean, acupuncture before as well, which is very beneficial. But if you do not have uh, the money to do acupuncture, you can do acupressure, which is just tapping on meridian lines within your body to access, again, like uh, Jalen said, organs within your body uh, and the meridian lines throughout your body to help with your nervous system. It calms down your nervous system. You release, again, stress. You release depression. You release anxiety. There's so many different benefits that you get from acupressure points. Uh, that access the meridian lines in your body, which flows nicely into the next part of the conversation about detox. Um, how often would you tell one of your clients that they should detox and which forms of detoxation should they use? Oh, detoxification is such a powerful topic that I love to talk about. We could dive, we could dive deep into that for sure. I wanted to ask you one thing real quick, because mm -hmm. it pertains to, your, to the last topic we just talked about. And I want to ask you, um, if you, if you utilize trigger point therapy, if you heard of that, because I have like a barbell that I placed on my thigh and like on my calves and I just let it sit there. And it's like, um, it's a release technique and it's, I'm pretty sure it's called trigger point therapy. Mm -hmm. And it's very powerful having that barbell just lay on your thigh or like on your shin or you, you step on it with your foot or have it on your calf. Like there's several ways to, to do trigger point therapy, but it I believe it relates to what you were talking about. Right. So I, I've heard of trigger point therapy, but I haven't really uh, dove too deep into trigger point therapy. So I'm, I, I'm going to say, no, I have not done it. Um, and I haven't done a lot of research on it. I've heard of it coming. It came across uh, when I was learning about the acupressure points. 
Um, so I've heard yeah. about it, but I, I haven't like dove deep into that. Right. My friend, my good friend, he's like, I know he he's so knowledgeable in it and he makes great videos about it and he has several de demonstrations, but this is something that I recently um, started utilizing, but I just know it, the power of it. And it does relate to all the acupuncture points that you were just making. But can you can you ask your question about detox again? Yeah. Um, so for I know each client is different, but how often would you advise somebody to detox their body and which uh, type of detoxations would you uh, advise them to do? Yeah. So the implementation of, a, of an effective, beneficial and safe detox regimen is is one of the crucial keys for humanity. And I like to, when I talk to my clients, the first most powerful point that I emphasize is to aid in detoxification, you have to eradicate the toxification. So you have to dive deep into self-recollection and analyzation to know the forms of toxicity that you're exposing yourself to on a daily basis. Whether that toxicity is heavy metals, whether it's impure air, whether it's xenoestrogens, estrogenic substances, um, even nature, even, even there's natural forms of toxins as well that people really need to become knowledgeable on. But yeah, the first thing I tell people is one of the most powerful, powerful things you can do to detox is to stop toxifying your body. Because once you do that, you can allow your liver to perform its natural detoxification functions. Because our liver is the one of the most regenerative organs in our body and it plays the most prominent detoxification role. So I encourage everybody to eradicate the sources of toxins in their life. And when it comes to actually provoking a detox um, response in the body, this is where it could get tricky because you have to you have to go out and research and look into the various detoxification remedies and see which ones have a beneficial effect on your body. And one, one topic or one way, one, one way that I personally have detoxed my body, um, it's, a, it's a controversial method, and, but it's something that I personally believe in and it's something that will probably not resonate with all of the vegans out there right now, but I still want to I still want to state this because there's there's people in your audience that might resonate with what I have to say and what what I personally believe in, and what my research has revealed to me. So one one way that I have detoxed my body is to utilize the power of unsalted raw cheese. And this is very important and it's crucial that 
you source a specific type of cheese and it has to meet specific criteria. The cheese has to be unsalted. The cheese has to be unpasteurized and the cheese has to be from a healthy animal. It must meet all those criteria because this is a technique that was brought into my awareness from a food activist and health researcher named a Jonas Vonderplanitz. And he pointed out in his book and his studies that unsalted cheese has a magnetic effect in the intestines and unsalted cheese doesn't get digested in the human body. It attracts and pulls toxins out of the intestinal tract and it leaves, it leaves through the bowel when you consume unsalted cheese. But when you, 99% of the dairy in the grocery stores, they're all pasteurized, they're heavily salted. So that's not gonna do anything for your body. That's gonna, that's gonna result in negative, that's gonna have negative implications in your body. So what I'm talking about is a very special food that in fact doesn't get digested. It has a great, it has a great um, ability to pull and attract toxins to it to have it leave out of the body. So that's, a, that's something that I have utilized in my life, unsalted raw cheese. And another um, practice that I have utilized is enemas. I don't know if you ever heard of enemas, but it's somewhat popular in the health community and a lot of people are taking advantage of directly cleaning their bowel with the use of enemas. So that's something people could look into for sure. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm definitely going to look into that unsalted cheese. Um, since we, again, I just moved down to Florida and uh, we've been taking a lot of things out of our diet. My wife started learning how to make uh, her own breads, uh, make her own baked goods and things like that. So we don't have to get it from the store anymore. I don't even remember the last time we bought a loaf of bread. Uh, from the store, we we get our own stuff. We um, it's a lot of farms. We went to the farmers market today as well, uh, where nice. a lot of local farmers uh, have their products up there. Um, fresh carrots. Uh, we got some radish today. Um, just a lot of a lot of other things that we're trying to implement in our lives, where we won't have to get things that have so many uh, preservatives and things like that in it. And uh, we're actually looking to you know, get land and, and plant our own things as well to eliminate, you know, having to go to the grocery store and having, uh, we honestly don't know some of the things that are put in our foods, but that's, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but as far as detoxing, uh, one thing about detoxing that a lot of people do not understand um, is withdrawal. So do you talk to your clients about the withdrawal? Because you, you I do a lot of fasting here and there, uh, which is a form of detoxing. Um, but do you talk to your, your clients about the withdrawal that their bodies and their minds may go through when they start these uh, the detoxing? Yeah, that's so important. That's so crucial to be there for a person um, for assistance and to just know what to expect on their journey. And I believe that's called 
the, a, Herx, a Herxheimer reaction where a person starts to detox a lot of toxins and poisons in their system and it, le it gets into the bloodstream and on its way out and it starts causing maybe headaches or nausea or dizziness or, or there's various symptoms associated with the detoxification process. So you kind of want to be someone's um, shoulder to lean on during those times. And I provide guidance and education to a client on how, when to expect that, the duration of that period and ways to remedy that and to ease that discomfort. Because yeah, we, most people are existing with a lot of stored toxins and the road to healing is not always a smooth one. Um, and for me personally, when I went through my healing, it, was, it wasn't always smooth. There was a lot of bumps in the road, a lot of detoxification. And most of the, deep, most of the toxins do leave through the bowel. So colon health, intestinal health is a top priority during those times. But a person, it's just, it's just very beneficial for a person to just be aware of what to expect. Because if something comes out of, out of, out of the blue and, and you're not expecting it, it's, it's much more hard to handle and deal with that mentally. But that's, that's awesome that you, you know about that, the Herxheimer reaction and to expect some unwanted symptoms when you're going through a detox. But this is why it's also so, so important to utilize detox strategies that have been proven over years. And there are, there are some detox uh, strategies that I stayed away from because according to like my knowledge, my research and my intuition, some of the times people think they're going through a healing reaction when in fact, they're actually hurting their body in some way. So this is where, this, is, this just shows the true value of health knowledge in general, because sometimes it is in fact a healing reaction, but sometimes you're doing something that is harming your body. So this is why knowledge and wisdom is, is, is truly the key to life. Yeah. And I mean, everybody is different and some people don't even um, like they live so much outside of themselves that they don't understand what's going on inside of their body. And they may mistake withdrawal symptoms as something else or, you know, something as being hurtful to them as withdrawal symptoms. And people just need to be more aware of the things that their body is actually going through and have some self-awareness because a lot of people uh, lack self-awareness, um, but they're so much aware of everything that's going on around them, not necessarily situational awareness, but everything that's going on in somebody else's life without knowing what's going on within their own body. And it's good that you do um, detox yourself because you can also let them know some of the withdrawal symptoms that they may go through. Again, everybody's body is different so every withdrawal symptom may be different but one thing is apparent withdrawal symptoms may manifest in the body 
but it also starts in the mind. Uh, even if you, like I said, I do a lot of fasting. So even when people go to fast from things like social media or fast from uh, things that they're used to doing that has nothing to do with food or anything like that, their body will still go through a withdrawal where they feel like that they're craving something or or like they go through a depression. Where Exactly. That's dopamine. That's dopamine. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're really not. I mean, you may feel like you're depressed, but it's all of that withdrawal symptoms because it's all up here and just having somebody like yourself to go along with them and consult them while they're along for the ride um, is very beneficial somebody that they can reach out to when they feel like you know I'm having stomach pains or I feel like that I need to do this certain thing right now um, to reach out to you and you have them you talk them through that that's amazing for you to uh, be able to do that or for them to have somebody like you that's um, looking out for them. Uh, another question I, I seen because I, I was on your um, your YouTube and I, I caught some of your videos. Um, when you talk about anti-Asian, can you explain that a little bit? Because I know some people, if they hear anti-Asian, they might make the assumption, and I'm going out on a limb here, make the assumption that they don't get older. But what exactly do you mean by anti-aging? So for me, my personal definition of anti-aging is slowing the aging process as much as possible. And for me personally, that's, that's physical looks, that's internal well-being, and your spirit, so your mental, like being, staying youthful um, and mentally, so staying, in our in our in our child in our child like lightness uh, staying youthful in that way and just having that eagerness and and love for life because when somebody is health debilitated or they're having health ailments that person is more likely to not enjoy their life as much probably nowhere near as close so Anti-aging for me is preserving that energy and that, that fun for life um, to always live in the moment and to have that, that inspiration. And, and for me personally, I do, I wanna look as young as I possibly can for as long as possible. And I know that as humans, we can do so much, we can do, we have so much control over that and we can implement so many actions to maintain our youthfulness. And yeah, so that, that, that's why anti-aging is such a big, a big um, popular topic, but our world is going about anti-aging in all the wrong ways. And a lot of what our world offers in anti-aging is actually harming the body. And it's actually putting toxins on and around the body. So it's intelligent, all natural anti-aging because I do wanna live as long as possible because the healthier you are, the happier you are and the longer you wanna live. Yeah, and one thing that you said, being childlike and it's not like being childish it's being childlike and and uh, my oldest son was sick and one thing that we found like when we were in the children's hospital 
and the doctor even brought it to our attention, children are resilient. Children bounce back a lot easier than adults do because when children are sick, no matter what type of sickness they have, they don't know that they're necessarily sick or they don't know the extent that they're sick. They don't know to act sick. And, and again, like I said earlier, when you uh, think in your mind that you're sick and that you're supposed to feel or act a certain way, you spread that information to your cells throughout your body, millions of cells, and then your millions of cells start to manifest that information. But as yeah, a, it's so cool. Yeah, as a it's child. It's so cool. You know, a child could be sick. Uh, my son had cancer, but he's up running around doing the things that he need to do, doing the things that uh, a child would do his age, not knowing the severity of his illness. He overcame mm -hmm. it, but mm -hmm. you know, somebody else in his situation, maybe even somebody else that isn't healthy enough for their cells to fight it off, uh, just it manifests in a whole different way. And adults know cancer, the severity of cancer. So they're sitting around thinking all day long, oh, I'm weak. I, I should be tired. I should be sleeping all day because that's what cancer patients do. And your cells react to that. And it's like, all right, well, that's what we're going to do. You're not going to be able to get up. Your, your bowels are going to be uncontrollable, things of that nature. Uh, and sometimes that's out of their control. Uh, again, when your body isn't healthy enough to fight it off, even with the medicine. Uh, but having a child like mine being... Uh, free and um, willing to embrace life is something very impactful that uh, a lot of people take life way too serious. Right. Um, not saying you shouldn't take life serious. Life is serious, but you know, every single thing that happens in life, you don't have to be angry and, and mad about it and not laugh and joke and play around. Like we need to be free spirited while still being grounded and, um, you know, doing the things that we need to do throughout life while we're here. Uh, I only have one more question for you. I've enjoyed this conversation a lot. I'm definitely going to have to have you back on a podcast at a later date, but um, just leaving the viewers or the listeners with one impactful routine that they could probably implement into their life, like starting today at the end of this, what is one routine that you may do yourself, something simple, it uh, doesn't have to be elaborate, that they can implement into their lives uh, to start them on a, a healthier journey. Yeah, this was this was fun. I'm telling you, I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm so happy to have connected with you, Aaron. I love your podcast. I love what you do. And I can feel your energy over, over the phone, over the, over the waves. I feel that energy and I love it. Thank but you. when you ask that question, the first thing that popped into my mind was inversion therapy and using gravity for our benefit. And there are several inversion poses from beginner to intermediate to advanced. And I personally believe that an, an inversion pose that everybody can do right away is the legs up the wall pose. And they could just do a quick Google search, legs up the wall pose, and they could learn up all about that because you're putting your legs up, you're letting the lymphatic flow from your legs um, and you're greatly enhancing your blood circulation to various organs in your body. It's very relaxing. It helps you get better sleep. So one thing that is super powerful is 
inversion therapy using gravity to your advantage. And I, I do want to say, no matter what he has said, anything that you do new in your life is going to reap benefits. Um, but inversion therapy, like you said, legs up the wall, definitely try that out. Um, and hit me up, let me know how it was, and or hit Jalen up, let him know how it was. And right now, I'm going to give you the opportunity to let everybody know where they can find you, where they can contact you, uh, tell them all about your book, and tell them um, about any other things that you have coming up. Beautiful, beautiful. So I personally, I utilize Instagram, um, and my Instagram is at Jalen Holmes six. And I also heavily utilize and I heavily love YouTube. YouTube is such a powerful platform. I look at YouTube as like a spiritual platform and because it has its own algorithm going 24 seven and it's a way for us as spiritual beings to, it's an avenue to accomplish our purpose and get our, our unique talents and message to the world. So YouTube is so undescribably powerful. And my YouTube is also Jalen Holmes 6. And my newly published book that I'm so happy and excited and I'm, I'm truly in love with, my new book is, is called Out of This World Hair Growth, Autoimmune Disease Defeated. And just to briefly touch on my book again, my book illustrates my healing transformation from developing alopecia areata. And the powerful thing about my book is, is that it also has pictures. Like, I can't even explain just how powerful and how meaningful these pictures are because I took pictures of when I was at my worst, I, I, of my scalp. You'll be able to see it in the book. And it, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I didn't even want to reveal these pictures to the world. In fact, I didn't even, I really, I wasn't even feeling right in this book honestly, because I just didn't want to expose myself and be vulnerable in that way and show the fact that I was had such a devastating and unattractive disease. It was something that I was kind of hesitant to put out to the world. But even more so, the pictures of what I went through is something that at first I was like, I don't even want to put it in the book because it's, it's pretty crazy to see, honestly, to this day. And I'm not even comfortable, 100% comfortable right now with my pictures being in that, in that book. But I know it's, ser it's serving such a great purpose and pictures speak a thousand words. And the pictures that are in my book are so powerful because it shows my before pictures, it shows my intermediate healing pictures and then it shows my full hair manifested. It shows the before, during and after and it's all illustrated in my book. But my book illustrates specific solutions that I implemented to heal myself with all natural daily habits and healing protocols. My book has the power to completely change lives. My book truly is a life-changing book. It's a book of inspiration, healing, and guidance. It's very powerful, and I know it's meant for everybody that any and everybody that wants to benefit their health and the health of their family. And I know, I, I truly believe that my book results in generational health. 
And my book is available on Amazon.com. You can just type in my name in Amazon.com, Jalen Holmes, and my book will, will show up. You'll see my book, Out of This World, Hair Growth, Autoimmune Disease Defeated. Or you can message me on my Instagram. You can email me. My email is Jalen C. Holmes at yahoo.com. So it's my first name and then C as in cat and then my last name Holmes, Jalen C. Holmes at yahoo.com. I'm here for any and everybody as a lifelong resource. So get in contact with me on Instagram, my email, YouTube. Um, this is my mission and this is my life. I'm extremely, I, I love what I do. I love helping people in any way possible and definitely make sure you read my book and check it out because I know it will be highly impactful and have an everlasting impact and again I want to thank you Aaron for this amazing opportunity and I definitely look forward to connecting with you again and doing this in the future because I am a person that loves to learn that loves to study that loves to research and by the next time we talk I'll be a whole different person with knowing so much more so much more things i already know and our conversations will be deeply powerful meaningful and we're, we're going to do great things for humanity and our planet thank you i appreciate you for anybody who has not got that information i will have it down in the show notes uh where you could get his book his email for you to contact him uh if you're looking for consultation and anything like that and I wanted to talk to you about that. I like, I really like your your little uh, tagline, uh, creating generational health, because you know a lot of people talk about generational wealth, uh, right? Money aspect of it, or you know, just having properties and businesses and things like that. But you're promoting generational health, where it doesn't matter how much wealth you have if you're not healthy enough to to pass that along. It, it doesn't mean anything. So that's amazing. I appreciate the work you do. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and you just keep doing the things that you do and spreading the positivity and the knowledge that you have. And we will catch you guys again sometime later on another episode, but I hope everybody left this episode just a little more enlightened and follow Jalen and grab his book. It's going to be beneficial, if not to you, but to somebody that you know. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Enlightenment Moment. I appreciate all my listeners and supporters of this podcast. I hope you left this episode just a little more enlightened. Catch another moment such as this one next week. As always, to jumpstart your weekend.